a very warm welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast with your host, Paul Lowe. Paul offers wisdom, insights and tips for living a healthy, meaningful, purposeful life. On the back of overcoming extreme adversity, Paul has a proven track record of achieving life-enhancing results. He offers empowering advice and guidance to help people develop a mindset for success so that they can live with more happiness and prosperity. Through his Mastering the Game of Life podcast and books, Paul also helps people to get their own inspirational messages and powerful stories out into the world, as well as being involved in supporting many charitable organisations in their development, fundraising and projects. Hello listeners and welcome to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. Today, again, we're focusing on our new book, called Mastering the Game of Life, would you believe? And in it, we've got 20 global co-authors, one of which is a gentleman from my hometown in Nottingham, Paul Kelly. Paul, very warm welcome to you as ever. Good morning, Paul. And one ball at a time. Now, that seems very obvious for me knowing you, uh, because obviously your love, passion uh, and involvement in cricket for many years, but it's actually got a deeper meaning than, than you're not just rambling on about cricket, are you? Now, I think I'm, I'm talking more about life. I think life can throw many different things at us. And sometimes we try and juggle several things all at once. When really, we just need to focus on one thing at a time. Deal with the first thing. Make sure we've fully dealt with it before we move on to the second thing. And I know that when you develop your chapter, as you wrote, as you was writing through it and developing it, um, you know, that is a great metaphor, isn't it? Because... You know, in the game of cricket, obviously six balls in one over, but you can't you can't hit all six in one go. You can only take one at a time. And you know, I mean, you know far more about cricket than I'll ever know. Um, but you know, from a basic point of view, listener, you know, a bowler might give you a fast ball in one delivery, a swerve ball in another, um, and this is where my cricket <laughs> knowledge comes to a shuddering hole. Um, but the point is, we can only deliver one ball at a time, whether it's in life, cricket or whatever. So tell us a bit more then, Paul, about your, um, you know, so we've got that. We understand the title. We understand what you're saying there. Just give us a start to take us on a bit of a little bit of a journey about your story. I think my uh, journey started when I was growing up. I... Uh, lived in a nice area of Nottingham. Um, after my early years were spent living with my mother and my grandma, and my grandma's home in West Bridgeford. I went to a local primary school. Um, I was able to walk, walk to school. I enjoyed school. Um, I enjoyed learning. But uh, the, the headmaster at the school, um, he had a particular passion for sport and that shone through. Uh, he was very passionate about the education of everybody he taught, but he had a balance between nature, education and sport. And I think that transmitted through to his students the importance of doing things the right way, doing things as well as you possibly can. And he was always looking at continuous improvement. And I think that, stead, that put me in good stead for the rest of my uh, primary school career. 
he got a good kind of basic mantra and it was easy to understand. And generally speaking, the pupils were able to follow it. Mm, yeah, it's, um, it's amazing, isn't it, how somebody sets that uh, intention or opens our eyes around, well, whatever it may be, and in this case with your head teacher sport. Um, and, and people follow that, don't they, accordingly. And, you know, this is the role of mentors and guides in our life, isn't it, that, you know, that was one particular ball in life, I would suggest, that was a favourable delivery. Most definitely. It set me off to a good start. I think that most people who attended that primary school either had a passion for either caring for animals, a passion for sport, or a passion just for learning and being helpful towards people. Um, there was this definite ethos of being kind towards one another. Mm. Um, the headmaster was very, very strict on standards. You know, um, if somebody was being unkind to somebody, he would, in no uncertain terms, have that student into his office and he would say, we don't behave like that here. We are nice to each other. We are positive towards each other. And I think that is the way, if everybody was like that, the world would be a much better place. That's what we tend to do in life, though, isn't it? I'm talking generally now, but people, I don't know, is it a more recent day thing? Because, you know, generally people are more crippled by their own fear these days. And But that taking responsibility is what you're alluding to here, Paul, with your, um, your former head teacher, that he took the responsibility to challenge what he perceived as an injustice, to stand up, to set boundaries around setting high standards and high values. And if they were compromised, he, he was going to challenge that and, and bring people back in line. And I think maybe, just maybe over the years, we've lost that. We've lost that a bit because people are so crippled now by their own fears and insecurities and, and everything that's going off in the world. And this, in my humble opinion, I mean, there's a, there's a, you know, the, what's the saying? The, the moral fabric of society is disintegrated. Well, I don't think it's disintegrated, but I think it's fraying at the seams. And, you know, one would argue that more people like your ex uh, or your former head teacher, Paul, are needed to, you know, just to realise and to hold us all accountable because we all, you know, no matter where we are on life's path, listeners, isn't it true that we all need that accountability, that inspiration to say, Okay, I can see you're a bit down today, and you know you might have whatever's going off in your life because life gets in the way. But you know what? Let me lift you up a bit. Um, and sometimes that, yes, that will come in the form of tough love as well, uh, with chastisement. So, yeah. Um, I mean, is your former head teacher still alive, Paul? I, I do believe he is. Yeah, he's the kind of character. I, I personally, I'd love to meet. <laughs> look to me so um hmm, one ball at a time so what else can you tell us Paul about your story obviously I mean I've you know privy to that both on the personal and obviously from a literary perspective having gone through it uh, and the 19 other uh, excellent stories that's in there so just give us a few more snippets of you know whatever you deem appropriate really I think I uh I talk about progressing from secondary school um, and then I go to, I'm fortunate enough 
to uh, have the opportunity of going to a secondary school that that plays cricket. Um, my primary school had a particularly good cricket team and that promoted me onto sort of a local scale where I managed to get into the regional team and then the Nottinghamshire team. And then it was almost important for my progression that I went to a school that played cricket. So my grandmother um, assisted me financially in helping me to um, make sure that I was capable of passing an exam to go to a secondary school that played cricket. Uh, the secondary school was a private school and it was massive. It was completely, it was a polar opposite to the primary school that I'd been to. Um, it was unbelievable, the size of it. It was just uncomparable. And initially I was almost overwhelmed by the size of it. Um, I can remember my first day at school turning up and being in the wrong classroom because there were two other boys who had the same sounding surname as himself. And I ended up in the, the wrong classroom and it took me, almost it took me 20 minutes to find the right classroom because I had to get an older student to uh, show me the way. And I think that was uh, one of the first times in perhaps my life where I'd actually had to ask for help. Um, and I think that's, uh, asking for help has been one of the things during my life that I've probably shied away from. But as I've got older, I've realised there's lots of people out there who will help you, who will guide you, who will just give you a few kind words or point you in the right direction. Um, as tall and as athletic as I am, sometimes we all struggle in life. And I think it's important to recognise those times when we are struggling and to ask for help. Mm, absolutely. What a powerful message that is, listeners. I want to flip back to the title, One Ball at a Time. So, and I want to put this in the metaphor of life. So I, I imagine as a batsman, your first objective is to survive, yes, one ball at a time, and then all six of those, which make an over. So is then to survive the over, is then to survive the innings to then eventually win the match as a batsman. You take your personal responsibility, assuming you're not an all-rounder and you can actually bowl as well when the opposition come into bat. But you're a batsman at the crease of life. And so you're surviving one ball at a time. Or maybe you're an attacking bowler that's delivering one ball at a time. But let's stick with a batsman. Because he's on the, he's on the end of all kinds of curveballs from life. Or she, let's let's not be sexist about this. He or she is on the, the end of those deliveries. So what have we got then, PK? I mean, what's the the ultimate, what's the ultimate here? Is it to survive just one ball at a time? Is it to survive the over of life? Is it to survive the innings of life? Or is it to win the game? I mean, what's your philosophy to really raise this 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 great title up? But what's the ultimate game plan here for all of us in life? The ultimate game plan has got to be to master the game of life. But to do that, first of all, you've got to negotiate yourself through the first over. You've then got to plan your whole innings. You may have to adapt your innings to the environment, to what the bowler bowls 
at you. Um, you, you've got to look out for your teammates, make sure your teammates are in tune with your plan. And then you can develop your plan as you go through your innings, as you go through your life, adjust it accordingly. And then with a bit of help along the way, you should be able to master your innings and overcome your opposition and master your game of life. Sounds so simple, doesn't it, when you put it all together like that? And you know what, listeners? It is that simple. Because we've got a thing, all of us, called an ego. And our ego says, no, it's not. You haven't got gas bills. You haven't got kids to feed. You haven't got this. You haven't got that. You don't understand. Well, my answer to that is we all have challenges. Every single one of us every day faces a new delivery, many deliveries in a day. And it's how we bat it away that, that counts. And I think on that metaphorical note, to Paul, I want to thank you for your time and certainly your great input into your chapter in the Mastering the Game of Life book. And uh, yeah, final word to you, my friend, final word to you. I think it's how we bat away our initial deliveries will help us when it comes to the end game. It might not be easy at the start, but if we're as well prepared as we can possibly be, we can keep on batting the, the tougher deliveries away and gradually build our innings and gradually build our life. And maybe we have to rebuild our innings because we may have some setbacks along the way. But as long as we stay focused on where we want to head, we're going to get there. And on that um, sporting note, listeners, there you have it. Paul Kelly from my hometown of Nottingham in England. And all that remains now is for me to say, remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts. Thanks very much for listening to this Mastering the Game of Life podcast episode. If you found it interesting and helpful, drop a line to Paul via paul at paul-low.com with any thoughts or questions you may have. He'd love to hear from you and he'd be more than happy to respond. Alternatively, check out Paul's website at www.paul-low.com. Remember, mastering the game of life starts by embracing our hearts.